Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Do you ever wonder where all your money went? Like every single time you look at your bank account? Honestly, it's probably all those subscriptions. I felt that way too until I got Rocket Money. Rocket Money helped me see all the subscriptions I'm paying for, and it was eye-opening. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it all adds up so quickly. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. It's three o'clock somewhere. Time for a My Mochi ice cream snack. My Mochi ice cream is cool, creamy scoops of premium ice cream wrapped in sweet, pillowy dough. And get this. All of My Mochi's fabulous flavors, like strawberry, mango, double chocolate, and cookies and cream, are only around 80 calories per piece. Talk about a guilt-free, indulgent experience. Each box of My Mochi ice cream has six perfectly portioned, gluten-free mochis that are great for grab-and-go. So feel good while curbing your afternoon cravings, or the midnight munchies, yeah. You know who you are with the joyfully chill sensation of My Mochi ice cream. Find My Mochi ice cream at Target or visit MyMochi.com to locate a grocery store near you. Tonight, the major news about COVID and America's children, a record number of infections and hospitalizations. Tonight, what President Biden is saying about keeping schools open. The breaking news, updated CDC guidance on isolating after a positive COVID test. And President Biden addresses the nation as the U.S. reported more than one million new COVID cases in a single day. Plus the long lines to get tested, why some states are asking the federal government for help. Thousands stranded, the dire situation on I-95 after a snowstorm pummels the Mid-Atlantic. The drivers, including a former vice presidential nominee, left for over 24 hours in the freezing cold. The handles of my car were all ice. It was, it was really scary. Groping charges dropped. The latest in the Andrew Cuomo sexual assault case after the stunning allegations by his former executive assistant. He put his hand up my blouse. The fallout from the Elizabeth Holmes guilty verdict. What the conviction of the former Theranos CEO means for Silicon Valley. And unifying America. How teaching empathy can help unite a nation. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening and thank you for joining us. Tonight, the COVID tidal wave health officials warned about is here, with the U.S. shattering its single-day record of new cases. And the big concern tonight, P. 
pediatric hospitalizations and childhood infections are also setting pandemic records. The fast spreading Omicron variant is being blamed for all of it with cases doubling every few days. And there's some breaking news tonight out of the CDC after facing criticism from top health officials about its guidance for those isolating with COVID. There's a new update on what you should do after testing positive. And we're also seeing long lines of people at testing sites. Hospitals and their staffs also pushed to the brink. One in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, was forced to close its maternity ward because of COVID-related staffing shortages. And it's not just healthcare. Museums and stores are also impacted. Macy's tonight announcing it will cut store hours for the rest of the month. CBS's Omar Villafranca is outside a testing site in Fort Worth with the very latest. And Omar, let's begin with that new guidance tonight from the CDC. Good evening. The CDC said, CDC said originally you should isolate for five days if you test positive. Well, tonight they've updated their guidance and they say after isolating for five days, if you're still showing symptoms, you should get a test. It's not required. And that's also if you can find a test. These people in this line behind me, they're trying to get one of those tests at one of eight locations here in Tarrant County. And what they're finding is not good. The positivity rate here in Texas is more than 33%. Omicron is omnipresent. The CDC announcing today it now makes up an estimated 95% of all cases nationwide. Dr. Peter Hotez with the Baylor College of Medicine says Omicron may not be as severe as Delta, but it is spreading faster. Well, it clearly is more contagious, more transmissible, and it looks like it's reaching levels that almost approximate measles, which is really the most uh, common, trans highly transmissible virus agent we know. What we'll see is this wave of Omicron will ultimately be as serious and dangerous as previous waves. As new COVID cases topped 1 million, COVID hospitalizations reach more than 100,000 nationwide. Numbers on par with last summer's Delta surge. And now, COVID cases in kids are higher than at any point in the pandemic. Only 33% of kids 5 to 17 are fully vaccinated. More than 325,000 pediatric cases were reported for the week ending December 30th. And hospitalizations are at the highest they've ever been. 672 a day. A 114% increase since last week. All as kids head back to school. Dr. Mary Suzanne Whitworth of Cook Children's in Fort Worth, Texas, has watched as more kids are admitted to her hospital, a majority of them unvaccinated. Over the last two weeks, they've tripled and quadrupled in numbers. It's been a rapid rise. The number of patients isn't the only concern. The surging number of cases means healthcare workers are also getting infected and can't report to work. And that's the danger point of Omicron is that one-two punch of people still coming into hospitals and not enough health care providers to take care of them. With the holiday weekend over, people from California to Texas to New York are waiting in long lines to take a rapid or PCR test if they're available. I spent two days trying to find a place. Because of surging cases, more than 215 school districts across the country have switched over to remote learning. In Chicago, there might not be any classes tomorrow if the teachers union votes tonight to refuse to go to work in person. Nora, that is the nation's third largest school district. Omar Villafranca with all those details, thank you. Well, President Biden addressed the American people today amid the unprecedented surge in COVID cases, and he said the federal government is investing more into the fight. CBS's Ed O'Keefe is at the White House with the new details.
With millions of kids heading back to school this week and several hundred thousand starting remote learning, President Biden weighed in. We have no reason to think at this point that Omicron is worse for children than previous variants. We know that our kids can be safe when in school, by the way. That's why I believe schools should remain open. To deal with the spike in Omicron cases nationwide, the president said he would double the purchase of Pfizer's antiviral pill from 10 million to 20 million, with the first half available by June. It's proven 89% effective at preventing severe illness and death. They're a game changer and have the potential to dramatically alter the impact of COVID-19. But the administration still gets low marks on how it's handling the pandemic. A persistent concern is access to testing. Everyone sold out a, a test till Saturday. I called around, so it's, it's hard to even find somewhere to go. I spent two days trying to find a place. I know this remains frustrating. Believe me, it's frustrating to me. There is a sense among many that the country has lost control of the virus. Would the White House agree with that? We would not. We're in a very different place than we were a year ago, Ed. 200 million people are vaccinated. We have also just purchased the largest over-the-counter purchase of tests in history, 500 million tests. But the details of that bulk purchase of tests won't be sorted out for a few more weeks, meaning it could be several more after that until Americans get those tests as long lines for tests persist nationwide. Nora? Ed O'Keefe, thank you. Well, tonight there's some good news after an epic travel nightmare on one of the busiest corridors in America. After a dire 27 hours, Virginia transportation officials say the road is clear of drivers and no one is stuck on I-95. CBS's Errol Barnett has all the latest reporting. We've been in the car for about 17, going on 18 hours. This was the nightmare on I-95. I have never been this frightened on the road before. 40 miles of Virginia interstate came to a standstill after more than a foot of snow blanketed the region. There is nothing moving on Interstate 95. It is a parking lot. Among them, Virginia Senator and former Democratic Vice Presidential candidate Tim Kaine, stranded for over 26 hours. The only thing I ate was one orange, and the only liquid I had was one 16-ounce Dr. Pepper. It's been 21 hours. Stephanie Rodriguez kept her 6- and 11-year-olds warm by covering them in clothes packed in their luggage. The handles of my car were all ice. It was, it was really scary. <laughs> Officials blame heavy rain that fell ahead of the intense snow, preventing them from treating the highway. By 2 a.m. today, the road was completely shut down. There were no reports of any deaths or injuries, but elsewhere there were five storm-related deaths, including two children who died when trees crushed their homes in Georgia and Tennessee. Hundreds of thousands of Virginia customers are still without power. And more than 4,600 flights have been canceled since Monday, in part due to the storm. Found a flight from American to get to Chicago today and then jump back on United coming to D.C. so we can get a car and drive to Richmond. But apparently the roads are shut down. Now, tonight, Virginia officials report all stranded passengers along I-95 have, in fact, been rescued. But a major portion of the freeway south of where I am in Springfield remains closed, so workers can extract and remove the more than dozen stranded and abandoned vehicles there. So, Nora, it may just be a few more hours before the entire stretch of this key highway for the Mid-Atlantic is fully reopened. I mean, what a story. Errol Burnett, thank you. 
Well, just three days before former New York Governor Andrew Cuomo was set to appear in court to answer the misdemeanor charge that he forcibly touched an age, the charge has been dropped. CBS's Jerika Duncan explains what happened. The latest criminal investigation into former Governor Andrew Cuomo has come to an end. The Albany County District Attorney's Office found the accuser, Brittany Camisso, to be cooperative and credible, but said after review of all the available evidence, we have concluded that we cannot meet our burden at trial. Back in August, Camisso, a former executive assistant to then-Governor Cuomo, publicly accused him of groping her in an office in the executive mansion. He put his hand up my blouse and cupped my breast over my bra. Cuomo was scheduled for his first court appearance this Friday to face the charge of forcible touching. CBS News legal analyst Ricky Kleeman. The fact that it was dismissed by the district attorney, despite the credibility of the accuser, is monumental news. But Cuomo maintained he never touched anyone inappropriately. He stepped down shortly after a report was released accusing him of sexually harassing multiple women. The best way I can help now is if I step aside. The Albany DA is now the fourth prosecutor to decide not to pursue charges against Cuomo. Do you think the outcome of this case discourages other alleged sexual assault victims out there? I have no doubt that other women who will be sexually assaulted and have legitimate claims may just feel it is useless to go forward. Cuomo's attorney says she has no comment. As for Brittany Camisso's attorney, he says that his client will continue to seek justice through civil action. Nora? Trika Duncan, thank you. Well, there's breaking news tonight from here in Washington. Congressional investigators looking into the deadly assault on the U.S. Capitol want to talk to Fox News host Sean Hannity about his communications with former President Trump and his top advisors on the day of the attack. Also today, three more police officers sued the former president for their physical and emotional scars from that day. One year later, CBS's Chris Van Cleve looks at the toll on the Capitol Police Force. Almost one year on, the U.S. Capitol Police Department is still recovering and changing its tactics in an increasingly violent political climate. Chief Tom Manger. Could a January 6th happen again? The short answer is, I don't believe so. But there could be uh, a situation where something unexpected happens that we're not prepared for. We've got to be in a posture where we think of everything and that we are trying to prepare for everything. We gained exclusive access to new Capitol Police training efforts, part of the wholesale changes underway. Key intelligence is now being shared with rank-and-file officers, and field offices have been opened in Florida and California to help respond to threats against lawmakers, about 9,600 last year alone. But the department still needs to hire 400 more officers. About 130 left the agency last year. The threat level uh, is, is much higher than it was a year ago. How big is the risk that something slips through the cracks? We're managing at this point, but if we want to really get to a point where, um, where, where we want to be, where we should be, it's going to take more time to get more people in place. Low morale has been a challenge. Roughly 140 police officers were injured by rioters on January 6th, attacked with bear spray, flagpoles, fire extinguishers, even table legs. Every 
day for me has been a January 6th. Sergeant Ocalino Ganell is still recovering from his injuries after he was almost crushed to death battling the angry mob. If we don't put a deterrent and hold people accountable for what they did, this will be a recurring issue. Congress has passed millions in new funding to bolster the Capitol Police, but Ohio Democrat Tim Ryan, who chairs a committee with oversight of the force, says there's more work to do. You know, we've take, taken some positive steps in the right direction, but there's a hell of a long way for us to go. In addition to the events planned here at the Capitol to mark the anniversary on Thursday, former President Trump had planned a press conference in Florida. Tonight, he canceled it. Nora? All right. Chris Van Cleve, thank you. Former Theranos CEO Elizabeth Holmes is out on bond tonight awaiting sentencing after being found guilty on four of 11 fraud charges. She faces 20 years for each of the four convictions. CBS's Anna Warner reports on the fallout for the Silicon Valley. Elizabeth celebrity. Holmes seemed the golden girl of Silicon Valley, but now stands convicted of fraud and conspiracy. And Molly Wood, a journalist turned investor, says today, many in Silicon Valley's tech circle are feeling like they dodged a bullet. There is a lot of like, whew, thank goodness that we didn't get in on that. Holmes gathered a cast of high profile investors. Rupert Murdoch. Plus Oracle's Larry Ellison, former education secretary Betsy DeVos's family, and board member General Colin Powell. All led to believe Holmes company Theranos had developed revolutionary technology for blood testing, as she told Nora O'Donnell in 2015. But what about those who say that's not enough blood to do all the tests that need to be done, especially if someone's very sick and you're trying to figure out what it is? Every time you create something new, there should be questions. And to me, that's a sign that you've actually done something that uh, is transformative. As former Theranos employee Tyler Schultz told CBS Mornings Today. Elizabeth is a, a very, very charismatic person. In 2014, Schultz contacted state regulators about problems inside Theranos, angering his grandfather, former Secretary of State George Schultz, a Theranos director. She was found guilty. I feel like I won. I'm vindicated. So will this landmark Silicon Valley trial change the behavior of companies and investors in a culture widely described as fake it till you make it? Venture capital is risky capital, but that doesn't mean that our industry should not be asking hard questions of the people that we give money to. Anna Werner, CBS News, San Francisco. All right, there is some breaking news tonight. We are just learning that North Korea has fired what could be a ballistic missile. That's according to the Japanese Coast Guard. Now, if confirmed, it would be the first such test by the North Korean leader Kim Jong-un in the new year. It's harder to focus than ever these days. Thankfully, C4 has reinvented the energy drink game with C4 Smart Energy, the only energy drink clinically proven to provide enhanced mental focus, containing 200 milligram of natural caffeine, a blend of vitamins and zero sugar. It was formulated to support your well-being and help you feel your best, all while enhancing mental focus. From your brain to your body, C4 Smart Energy does it all and tastes amazing. Look for Smart Energy in the beverage aisle at your local Kroger, Albertsons, and Safeway grocery stores. See for Smart Energy. Stay focused. Tonight, there's a desperate search for a missing seven-year-old New Hampshire girl. She was reported missing last week, but apparently hasn't been seen in over two years. Well, police last saw Harmony Montgomery in October 2019 when they responded to a call, but they learned only last week that she disappeared under very concerning circumstances. 
Well, there's big news in the auto industry. For the first time since 1931, GM has been outsold in the U.S. by another car maker. Toyota edged out General Motors with both, selling over 2 million vehicles. Analysts say Toyota was better able to manage supply chain issues than GM. Okay, tonight, an historic change of command aboard the USS Constitution, the world's oldest Navy ship. Commander Billy Farrell is set to become the first woman in charge of the Constitution in its 224-year history. The warship known as Old Ironsides has a crew of 80, and more than a third of them are women. So how do you bring people together when they seemingly disagree on just about everything? CBS News Chief Medical Correspondent Dr. John LaPook went looking for an answer in tonight's Unifying America. As our country struggles for ways to bring people together, the word empathy seems to be everywhere. It's trying to see things from inside their world. UC Berkeley professor Dr. Jody Halpern has been studying empathy for three decades. You know you're having empathy when you find yourself listening in a way that makes you feel them as a human being. Patients who say their doctors are empathetic are more likely to follow their advice. That's why medical schools are teaching empathy as a core skill. At NYU Langone Health, where I'm a professor of medicine, our empathy project produces short films to teach clinicians to be more competent by practicing empathy. How do you pronounce the, um... It's Wolligan. Our latest focuses on how difficult it can be for a black woman to be seen and heard. If you really want to empathize, you have to try and imagine how the world sees her and how she assumes the world sees her. The number one thing about empathy is don't project your experience onto other people. During reconciliation efforts after international conflicts, empathy has helped people recognize their shared humanity. So how might empathy be used as a tool for reconciliation right here in the United States? Nobody feels as good about living in this country with the fragmentation and conflict. Empathic curiosity begins with, you don't have to see it my way. What do you need to rebuild? And, and after asking those questions, yeah. listening yes. with empathy. Dr. John LaPook, CBS News, New York. On tomorrow's CBS Evening News, we're going to revisit one of the major mysteries surrounding the Capitol assault, why the case of the January 6th pipe bomber is still unsolved. And if you can't watch us live, don't forget to set your DVR so you can watch us later. That is tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell right here in our nation's capital. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, Use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.